I were really thinking about giving it all up after that last one. I weren't planning on ever going back to the law. But really, I never left. It was a pipe dream for now, and I knew it. There weren't nothing else for me to do at the moment, and no one to replace me. Joshua was on his way, but he still weren't totally ready to take up the torch just yet. Truthfully, I think it's me who ain't ready to hand the torch to him. It were a tough case last time. Really brought up a lot of feelings and things I forgot about a long time ago. Meredith ain't none too happy with me either. She were really wanting me to hand over that torch, but something in me don't wanna. She were terrified when Harris died, and now all she can see when I walk into the saloon is the same thing happening to me. I done told her many a time now that I ain't planning on going out that way, but she don't think I can make that kind of decision. Things were good with us for a while. We ain't got serious enough to tie the knot or nothing yet, but I weren't too far away from asking her. We stayed in her cabin for a bit, away from the world, getting to know each other a little better than all. Love were funny that kind of way. You could fall into it, not even knowing the person all that well. Now I knew her, and I sure loved that woman more than anything else in this world, except maybe my mama. I had taken a bit of time off right after Harris passed. I guess Meredith thought I'd left for good. When I went back, she weren't too kind about it. Told me she weren't going to be left alone again. And that included me dying, for she told me I could. If I were going back to policing, then I could kiss her goodbye. I kissed her goodbye. Hadn't much talked to her senior since, and it were like a piece of me was missing. A big hole where she had taken up residence was now vacant inside of me. Every day I was more and more sure that it were the worst decision my dumb self ever made. Things were nice and quiet round here. Nothing too dangerous happened at all. Then it were like something changed in the water. Every day a new scoundrel, a new thief, threatening to find folk of my city. Crime were becoming the new way of life round here, and me and my men were the only people standing in the way of that. It all went back to this new part of town. Some rich bastard bought up a whole lot of Baton Rouge and created a block of streets that were a sinner's paradise. There were brothels, gambling houses, and more saloons than any one place needed. It seemed like every day we was called down there to break up a fight, to take a drunkard to the station to sleep it off, or to lock up a thief. It was all petty crimes, more disturbances than anything really harmful. Till now, that is. I stood over the pale, lifeless body of a woman who worked in the brothel. She'd been found early in the morning by one of the other girls who worked there. She were young and beautiful. Youngest woman I ever seen dead. Probably not even past her late teens yet. Ain't too sure what killed her yet, 
cause there ain't no blood. My guess is she got the life strangled out of her. She had bruising round her neck, and it sure looked to me like there was some kind of struggle for she died. Her things were scattered about the room, her nightstand were tipped over the ground, and her bedding were all over the place. She was dressed in a bright red gown. Nicer than most I saw on the other girls. Her skin were pale against the red, which, if it were a shade darker, would have reminded me of the color of blood. The red were actually a bit startling against her pale skin, but even more startling were the purple bruises that were getting darker and darker as time went on. Her hair was as pale as she was, blonde locks floating round her face like a halo. Chapter 5 